0: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: Good morning. Jill Welke back here and we're hard at it. We've got a lot of chores to do. Bob is on his way back, but he has not made it back to the studio just yet. So hopefully later this week he he ends up uh, back from his adventures. And we'll hear all about that, I'm sure. But we have a lot of chores to do. We've got some stories to cover. We're going to talk about supply chain, more supply chain troubles. We're going to talk about some export growth that is possible to China. We're going to talk, and we're going to, Wisconsin Farmers Union recognizes rural leaders. We're also going to talk about dairy checkoff support that is working with Taco Bell and providing some new products that, incorporate a lot of dairy creamer into them and more cheese and cheese you know is always a good thing that i like to talk about because i love my cheese we'll also be hearing from aaron and jim because he talked to jim rand of the army corps of engineers about the lock and dam system and the upgrades that they're making and that's a little bit of a and then of course we'll be doing our farm news and markets and we do have some upcoming events that we need to go over so we've got a lot of stuff to get through but first we're going to do a little legal id and then we're going to hear from jason aldean and Hicktown.
0: wax is the chippewa valley's home for local country radio and your local country morning show this is wax 104.5 fm waxx eau claire wax 104.5 For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: We're just about at 5 o'clock. Let's take a look at some temperatures around the area. Eau Claire's at 31, Medford's 26, Rice Lake and Wausau are both 30 degrees. Green Bay's at 33, Marshfield's at 28, La Crosse is at 35, Madison's at 32, and Milwaukee's at 33 and that's a little bit different than we had yesterday, and it's a little bit different than what we're going to be seeing tomorrow, because I believe we're going to have a dropout of the weather. Let's, it's 5 o'clock. Let's hear from our national news.
2: The Supreme Court is on the agenda when President Biden meets with top senators on the Judiciary Committee this week.
3: He's steeped in this process and looks forward to advice from members of both parties on the Hill, as well as top legal experts and scholars across the country.
2: White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says Illinois Democrat Richard Durbin and Iowa Republican Chuck Grassley will come to the White House to start discussing the framework for Supreme Court confirmation process. Veteran liberal Justice Stephen Breyer plans to step down in the summer saki defended biden's vow to nominate a black woman to the supreme court she said there are a number of black women under consideration who have impeccable qualifications saki also stressed that biden is fulfilling a promise that he made during the 2020 presidential campaign millions of people are just hours from turning up the heater as a new winter storm moves in snow is expected to start falling in colorado first but weather alerts stretch all the way to new york parts of illinois indiana ohio and michigan are bracing for more than a foot of snow Freezing rain could also hit across the southern plains and Midwest states, making for dangerous driving. Forecasters warn to watch for falling power lines and tree branches. A district attorney in New York is not filing charges against former Governor Andrew Cuomo. Lisa G. reports.
3: The charges are in connection to an alleged encounter with Virginia Limiatis, who claimed Cuomo touched her chest inappropriately. Oswego D.A. Gregory Oak said allegations against Cuomo cannot be prosecuted. This is the last of five criminal cases that could have been brought against the former governor, and not one has resulted in prosecution. Lisa G., New York.
2: And baseball fans are hoping for more progress on the MLB lockout today. Owners and the Players Association are meeting again to try and reach a deal on a new collective bargaining agreement. Both sides remain stalled on some topics after last week's negotiations, including a starting salary for first-year players and revenue sharing. It's reported that a deal is needed by today to avoid delaying the start of spring training camps. I'm Mark Mayfield.
1: And let's take a look at our weather for today. Our highs, supposed to be 34 with a low of negative 1 and scattered snow showers coming in. Tomorrow, our high is going to only be 11 with a low of negative 8 and partly cloudy. Thursday, we're not going to get much warmer than the day before, but our high is going to be 8 with a low of minus 9, but we're supposed to be sunny. Friday, we're going to crawl back out of the deep freeze a little bit and end up with a high of 15 and a low of negative 5 and partly sunny. And Saturday, Sunday, Monday is looking a little bit better and highs in the 20s. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Markwart Motors would like to thank their valued and loyal customers, their hardworking employees, and the surrounding community community for making Markwart Motors the largest General Motors dealership in the state of Wisconsin.
0: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And this is Jill Welke and we're back at it. We're looking at some, there's a lot of events today. Ag Country has a Marshfield Winter Forum today starting at 9.30 with coffee and donuts and 10 o'clock with a meeting with lunch to follow. Their featured topics are going to be Updates to crop insurance, tax law changes, and commodity market update, and that's taking place today again at the Marshfield Ag Country Office. If you need your pesticide applicator training updated today in Chippewa County Courthouse, you can get that job done. The lessons, the sessions start at nine o'clock, nine thirty this morning, and last until th- about three o'clock. And lunch is on your own. So update that pesticide applicator license. Compeer Financial is having a crop insurance meeting today in Baldwin. Guest speaker is Ryan Moe. Registration starts at 10 o'clock with a meeting at 11 o'clock followed by lunch. Tomorrow there's a webinar. Focus on Forage webinar. Webinars run from 1230 to 130. Contact Extension Wisconsin Agricultural Farm Ready Research. For more information on that one the corn soy pork expo is running at the kalahari resort the third and the fourth that would be thursday and friday there is a quite a pile of speakers that are going to happen there and it starts at eight o'clock on thursday and wraps up at 3 p.m on friday and still more Gatherings. The Wisconsin FFA alumni is celebrating their 50th anniversary with their annual convention and business meeting. The registration is already closed, but if you make some contacts with Wisconsin uh, alumni, FFA alumni, you can maybe co- go to some of the meetings. There just won't be meals provided, meals will be on your own, is what I found out when I did an interview. But they again are celebrating their 50th anniversary with a face-to-face annual convention and a business meeting. It is going to be Friday and Saturday, February 4th and 5th. And it is at the Central Wisconsin Convention and Expo Center in Rothschild, Wisconsin. So for more information, Google that, FFA Alumni, and you will find out some more information. And one more thing for this weekend... The Central Wisconsin Farm Toy Show is Sunday, February 6th, from 9 o'clock to 3 at the Marshfield High School Fieldhouse. There's a little bit of admission for adults and a little bit for kids, but under age 10 is free. And there is a pedal tractor pull at 12.30. Registration's at noon. So, And that is at the Marshfield Senior High School Fieldhouse. Sounds like a good family activity for the weekend. So let's keep going with some more of our chores.
2: Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance.
4: Rural Mutual Insurance.
0: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And we're going to run right into our markets. Sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance. Choice-fed beef steers are 130 to 146.5 with mixed at 1 to 129. Choice-fed beef heifers are 129 to 145 with mixed at 117 to 128. Choice-fed Holsteins steers are 108 to 127 with selects at 82 to 107. Cows are 44 to 64, with a top of 64 and a half to 81 and a half. Bulls are 51 to 94. Butcher hogs are 35 to 54, with sows coming in at 40 to 47. Boars, 15 to 19. New crop market lambs are at 245, with feeder lambs at 250 to $4. And taking a look at our futures markets. For February, live cattle are 139.57, up 87 and a half. April, they're 144.52, up 142. June, they're 139.07, up one and three quarters. August, they're 138, up one. For the feeder cattle, March they're 163, up three and a half. April, they're 168, up three. May, they're 172.90, up 290 and a three quarters. In August, they're at 182.70, up two and a half. And those, both of those markets are trending upwards. Our lean hogs for February, they're 88.47, up 55. April, they're 95.70, up 77. May they're ninety nine sixty seven. They are down twenty two. And June they're one hundred five fifty two down a quarter. And let's take a look at our board Chicago Board of Trade for corn. March is at six twenty six up two cents. Oats are six ninety one down four cents. Soybeans are fourteen ninety with no change from yesterday. Soybean meal is four hundred twenty dollars a ton up one. Wheat is seven seventy nine, down to and rolling into our dairy products. Dairy barrels are one seventy eight, up three and three quarters. With our forty pound blocks at one eighty three, up four. Our class double our grade double butters at two fifty four, with no change from yesterday. Our class three milk is February is 20.35, up 16 cents. March is 21.81, up 43 cents. April is up 35 cents at 21.85. May is 21.61, up 16 cents. And June is 21.39, up 14 cents, with the trends going upward for those dairy products and that milk. And that's a good news compared to what we had last week when they were all just going down. Up next, we're going to do a little more chores, and then we're going to jump into some farm news.
0: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And here's some farm news. More supply chain troubles linked to vaccine mask mandate. The Department of Homeland Security is starting to enforce vaccine requirements for non-U.S. citizens traveling to the United States through land ports of entry and ferry terminals. DHS didn't give farmers, ranchers, and agricultural suppliers proper notice of the mandate, so they had no time to take the necessary steps to help the agricultural essential workers get vaccinated so they could enter the U.S. Truck drivers and farm workers are considered essential workers. If many of the agricultural workforce cannot come into the U.S. to plant, care for, and harvest crops, agriculture's ability to grow safe and nutritious food may become limited. Without a stable workforce, crops may not be harvested and left to rot in the fields. The end result will be the continuation of supply chain issues, fewer produce options, and higher food prices at the grocery store. Export growth possible to China. US corn exports to China tripled in volume in 2020. China has banned feeding food scraps and food waste to pigs, and because of that restriction, the demand for corn has increased. Big hog confinement operations feed corn and soybean meal to the animals, opening up a big market for US corn. Dairy products have also Dairy products also have the possibility of export growth the number of facilities eligible to export the products that they produce has grown from 1,500 to well over 4,000 during current negotiate, export negotiations with China, opening up an export market for U.S. dairy products. The Wisconsin Farmers Union recognizes rural leaders, WFU, 91st Annual Convention was a one-day virtual event. Compere Financial was recognized as Friend of the Family Farmer for the financial services provided to family farmers. The Builder's Award was awarded to Kirsten Jurick of Jefferson. Her outstanding leadership roles led her to this honor. Christy Alley- Allen took home the Emerging Leader Award for her leadership in helping members protect their way of life. Congratulations to all the award winners. We're going to do a little bit more chores, and then we are going to head into Aaron talking to Jim Rand of the Army Corps of Engineers. Those lock and dam systems on the Mississippi River require a lot of maintenance in the wintertime. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn. And Aaron had the chance to talk to them about that maintenance and the volume that goes through those dams.
5: Yeah, definitely, Jill. And I got the chance to talk with Jim Rand. He's chief of Lock and Dams for the U.S. Car- or U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. You know, we talk a lot about our trucking system on our roads. We talk a lot about our rail system with trains. but We don't always talk a lot about our rivers and our water systems, but this time of year is actually when they're doing all the maintenance on those lock and dams, and it's very important that they do that and that they keep these up to date because actually the lock and dams were built a long, long time ago and were never meant to last this long, but the continued maintenance and continued working on them has allowed them to and allowed them to push a lot of volume Volume through the Mississippi River, through the St. Paul District, which is in our area. I had the chance to talk to him about that volume and about really what it takes to maintain these lock and dams.
6: Yeah, thank you. So what it means is that we we're able to provide safe and reliable transportation to, the, to, our, to our stakeholders. What that means is during the non-navigation season for us, what we do is we utilize that downtime to do major rehabilitation projects to our infrastructure. This year, for example, we have new miter gates being installed at a couple of our locks at Lock and Dam 5A and Lock and Dam 8. And today's engineering standards are more robust than they were back in the 30s when these gates were originally designed. And and the gates that we currently use are original design from the 30s. So at uh, locks 5A, 8, and 10, we are installing new miter gate anchorages because our new gates are uh, significantly heavier than the, than, than the original gates. So we have that one project going on at those three sites. Another project that we have going on is at Lock and Dam 4 and Lock and Dam 7, where we are removing the top of the guide wall four feet. Basically, we're re- we are removing the top four feet of concrete and reinstalling that concrete, just because of the freeze thaw cycles and the environmental conditions and the tow impacts over 80 years of use has has reduced that. It's shown significant wear on that on that guide wall, so it's due for a it's due for an upgrade. In addition to those projects, we also have a dewater project going on at Lock and Dam Six, where we empty the chamber completely of water. We go in, we straighten some bent steel on the miter gates from towboat accidents. Um, we utilize that time as well to do some concrete repairs, and we also utilize that time to inspect conditions of some of the underwater components that are critical to operating a Lock and Dam.
5: Now, you mentioned that you kind of have some seasonality and you're working on this stuff in the off-season. What, I guess, are the is the seasonality working on the Mississippi River? What, like, what is your timeline when you're working on these projects?
6: Typically... You know, our navigation season runs from mid-March to the first part of December. The end of our navigation season is really based on the water temperature. Once we get into the upper 30s, um, a lot of our tow boats, they they leave our district and head south because we can make ice really fast. So typical time for our winter maintenance projects is from... uh, Mid December until uh, beginning of March.
5: Now, for those that may not be as familiar, let's talk about, I guess, the importance of using the Mississippi River. What kind of volume of barges are we seeing going up and down the river when it comes to agricultural products or or anything, I guess, for that matter? And and how does that compare, obviously, to you know rail transport or semi transport, those kind of things?
6: So in twenty twenty one. Our system as a whole, the St. Paul District, and our district stretches from St. Paul, Minnesota, down to Lockendam 10 in Gunnberg, Iowa, we passed a combined total of around 93 million tons of commodities. That being said, when you look at a towboat that's comprised of 15 individual barges, um, one of those barges is equal to about 1,500 tons of commodities. So in one 15-barge tow, you can see about twenty-two thousand five hundred tons of corn or beans or whatever that commodity has on it. So that one fifteen barge toll is then equivalent to about eight hundred and seventy large semis. So transporting by waterway obviously relieves a lot of our roadway infrastructure of the, of the congestion related to those uh, to those additional semis being on the road. Not to not to not to mention that the the cost of fuel shipping by by water is, is greatly reduced um, when compared to either rail car or uh, semi.
5: Now, you gave those figures for 2021. Now, how does that compare, I guess, to other years? Have we seen any of that traffic be affected either negatively or positively coming through the pandemic at all?
6: Not so much related to the pandemic. Um, however, a lot of our commodities this fall went north, Um, Up into Canada, uh, the northern Minnesota and the the Dakotas, because of the droughts they had there and the wildfires they had there, so a lot of uh, our our corn and beans that we see in the fall that normally ship south actually went by rail north uh, to help feed cattle and and livestock up that way. So there was a reduction on this based on the drought conditions, not so much the COVID impacts. Mm
5: Interesting. Now we hear a lot of issues, you know, and backups at ports on the coast when it comes to our exports, imports. Do we see similar situations when talking about things, you know, within the country on the Mississippi, even, you know, as far down I guess as as the Gulf or up this far? Or are things a little more smooth when it comes to that process? No,
6: we're not we're not seeing those impacts that you that you hear about on the coast. At least not at, at my level. Um we're still passing commodities just like we normally do. There's no impacts due to staffing or delays that we're seeing. You know, if you think of a, you know, a towboat has 8 to 10 people staffed on it, and they're moving what's equivalent to 870 semis. So just labor hours alone is really reduced. It's a tremendous amount of, of commodities being, being moved.
5: Now, anything else, I guess, that, you know, that maybe people don't know about all this transport up and down the Mississippi with our agricultural commodities? We're
6: fortunate up this way that we have the seasonal changes that we do. Um, a lot of our partners downriver don't have the timelines um, that we do that were afforded because of winter conditions to execute this large-scale ma- maintenance to get kind of one and done. Like I said, those these structures are 80-plus years old. Um, they were not designed to last this long. And based on our ongoing maintenance and our forecasted maintenance, we continue to, to provide safe and reliable transportation to not only our commercial stakeholders but our rec boaters as well.
5: You mentioned how these things weren't necessarily meant to last as long and you're obviously doing maintenance doing some things to continue improving and continue making things better. What do things look like going forward is how much how many maintenance things how many improvements are going to need to continue to be made or what would you like to see going forward to make most use of the Mississippi River?
6: Moving forward with our maintenance you know we we do a very robust um, condition assessment utilizing our engineers so we are we're preparing five years out at all times of what the next project is so we right now in addition to what we have ongoing this year for work we're already in the design and planning and contracting phases for projects going out four or five years in advance
5: well, that's Jim Wren. He's chief of Lock and Dams from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers talking a little bit about all things going on on the Mississippi River when it comes to transporting our commodities. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Aaron Zimmerman.
1: Thank you, Aaron, for that update. That was, I find that very interesting. You know, those Lock and Dams have been around for a lot longer than most of us even realize, and they have really stood the t- test of time. It goes to show how much uh planning and information went into getting those going. And they are very essential to the export market. I actually did an article just the other day, and it was said that 60% of the corn and soybeans from Wisconsin and Minnesota and Iowa and Illinois go through those lock and dams to get down to the coast and end up in the export market. So I find that very interesting. Up next, after our, a few more chores, we're going to be heading into weather and news with Morgan.
0: Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And with that, it's almost 25 to 6. And with, and you hear Joe Nichols? I keep thinking about Farm Tech Fest. That is July 13th. It's a new event that's going to be kind of coordinating with Farm Technology Days. And Joe Nichols is going to be there. But so that's a little information. You know, that'd be a great gift for those Valentine. If you haven't gone shopping for your Valentine yet, that'd be a great gift to grab one of those tickets. Up next, let's see if Mike Dandria is ready for us. Yes ma'am. how are we doing, Jill? We are doing great. How about you? I am doing great. It's a nice warm start to the day. yeah, well, you can't you know in Wisconsin, man, we've had a lot of ups and downs these last couple weeks.
7: I like to refer to it as a basketball ride instead of a roller coaster ride because Mother Nature's just dribbling the temperatures up and down. That's how fast they're going,
1: <laughs> yeah. And,
7: I mean, we kind of continue on with it, too. Like today, for example, we're starting out fairly warm in the mid-30s right now, but otherwise temperatures will start falling throughout the day into about the upper teens by the afternoon, and it'll be pretty breezy, too. Wind's gusting up to 30, 35 miles an hour at times, so it's going to make a wind chill a bit of a factor again. And clouds hang around into tonight when temperatures will dip to around the zero-degree mark, maybe a couple degrees below Wind chills, though, will feel like in the mid-teens below zero as we have that northwesterly wind. Now, tomorrow still be cloudy, but uh, temperatures not warming up too much, only to about the 10-degree mark. And wind chills pretty much all day uh, will feel like they're below zero. And we will get below zero by Wednesday night with mostly cloudy conditions. And Thursday, even colder yet. Highs climbing to about 7 degrees. But for what it's worth, it'll be sunny and then we're way back below zero, down to about the teens below zero Thursday night with mostly clear conditions. But right now, enjoy it because we've got thirty-six degrees no clear I'm Skywarn Thirteen Meteorologist Mike Dandria.
1: And thank you, Mike, for that update. Thank you, Jill. You have a great day. You too. Thanks. So that was Mike Dandria. Your Skywarn Thirteen Weather is brought to you by Markwart Motors. Markwart Motors has the largest area. Pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out on the lot or at Markwortmotors.com. We're going to run right over to Morgan to hear what she has for our local news.
8: Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We'll start with headlines from our state. As the 18-year-old accused of killing a fellow teenager at a mall in Appleton will be sentenced this week, Desmond Ellis will be sentenced on second-degree intentional homicide and first-degree recklessly endangering safety charges at 1 o'clock today. Ellis is accused of shooting and killing 19-year-old Giovanni Frosto at the Fox River Mall one year ago. Another man was shot but survived. Ellis took a plea deal and will face 40 years in prison. On the state level, the Wisconsin Elections Commission will not be changed changing the way they recommend clerks handle mistakes on absentee ballot envelopes. Republicans on the commission wanted to require clerks contact voters whose envelopes have errors to confirm changes in order to prevent fraud. Commission Chair Ann Jacobs here though saying that was trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist. But the
2: idea that there's this grand criminal enterprise of people intentionally forging ballots and then not filling out the witness address so that the clerks can do it for them as some sort of nefarious scheme is bizarre.
8: The vote means that the commission will send the current guidance to correct changes when possible to the legislature's Joint Rules Committee for review. Republicans on that committee are likely to object. In headlines that bring us closer to our area, some funding lands at the Chippewa Valley Regional Airport. It's wheels down, and Ron Kahn announcing that the airport is set to receive over $3 million in federal funding. The grant will help reconstruct the existing Aircraft Rescue and Firefighting Building, and it's funded as part of the supplemental funding through the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2020 and through the CARES Act, both of which Representative Kind voted to pass. While we're hanging out on the political stage, there's a new hat in the ring and a local candidate for the state level. Altoona School Board Member Hillary Roth yesterday announced her campaign for the state assembly. She's looking to replace Rep. Jesse James, who's looking then to run for Kathy Brunier's soon-to-be open seat in the state Senate. Did you follow that political connect the dots. Also, Karen Heard from Fall Creek, who is a Republican, announced her campaign last week. Roth and Heard now. They face off in the primary in August. We take a peek into public health and find managers in Madison saying they've discovered a new coronavirus variant. There's only one One case of the new virus but likely more to be coming it appears to be more contagious than the original Omicron variant and when it comes to hospitalizations though that continues to fall nearly as quickly as we saw a spike you can find more information and direct links to health departments online at 715 newsroom.com also on that note there are some free n95 masks available in Eau Claire if that's something you're interested in the Hy-Vee on Claremont Walmart on Gateway Drive should have those masks available right now as well and We'll always post updates online at 715newsroom.com. Well, we have a Wisconsin connection to the Bengals. There's a video probably going to catch some attention in Cincinnati. Milwaukee police officer Herbert Davis's family released a video. He kind of broke down Sunday watching the game because he's a huge Bengals fan. That's his team. And now they want to send him to see the game, the big one, the Super Bowl. Davis had just been released from the hospital a few days earlier after being shot while on duty. You maybe remember us talking about that story. Well, he was in the hospital wore his Bengals gear home from the hospital while watching the game. And now his family is launching a GoFundMe campaign. So far they've raised over six thousand of their twenty five thousand dollar goal to get him in the seat for the big game. And Pizza's usually on the menu for any kind of football game and now Domino's is rewarding customers who choose carry out over delivery. What the company announced that
2: as of now, customers who select carry out over delivery will be given a three dollar credit to use on a future order. Domino said the credit can be combined with other offers for a tasty deal. The promotion ends on May the 22nd. I'm Mark Mayfield.
8: Maybe save yourself some time cooking supper tonight. And cooking up more farm news for you, it's Jill in the Midwest Farm Show. Then just after 6, we slice off some fun with Alex and the uh, Wax Morning Show. Stick around for that on this, what feels like almost a cozy, warm morning in Wisconsin, right? We're right along with you on Wax 104.
1: Thank you, Morgan, for that. Update on the news. Uh, coming up, we to have to do a few more chores here. And coming up next, we're going to go to some more farm news.
0: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: Well, here's a little bit more farm news. After farm news, we're going to be rocking right into the markets. Dairy truck-off support is working. Taco Bell has released a third drink that uses dairy creamer. Created by Dairy Checkoff scientists, Island Berry Freeze joins Pineapple Whip Freeze and the Mountain Dew Baja Blash Colada Freeze on the Taco Bell menu. The drinks being the drinks being bring bold, exciting flavors to customers while using dairy creamer as an ingredient. The grilled cheese burrito has made its way back to uh, on Taco Bell's menu. Cheese lovers can enjoy the specialty burrito with a blend of mozzarella, cheddar, and pepper jack cheeses inside and a layer of cheese grilled around the tortilla. It is expected to be a hit with consumers. Check off partners, including Taco Bell, have caused 2 billion more pounds of milk to be used in food products, with each partner averaging about a 3% annual growth in dairy products volume. So go eat some more cheese.
0: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And as I said before, we're going to start in with our markets. First, we're going to hear from Scott Herman from Sparta. And after him, we're going to hear from Jerry Fitzgerald from Stratford.
9: Slaughter cow market was strong today with 20% of the cows 60 to 72.50. 60% of the cows sold 45 to 59. And 20% of the cows sold 44 and down. The organic cows were strong. Most cows 89 to a dollar three. Thin small cows 60 to 88. Slaughter bulls were steady with the high yielding bulls 75 to 90, with a top of 94.50. Your canner and utility bulls 74 and down. Fed cattle were steady with no test on the beef today. Choice overnight beef steers and heifers 135 to 140 with no test. Select a choice beef steers and heifers, 125 to 135 with no test. Your choice dairy cross steers and heifers, 115 to 125. Your choice overnight Holstein steers, 114 to 123. Your choice Holstein steers, $1 to $1.11. And the standard to select steers and heifers and heavyweight steers, 99 and down. Replacement calves are steady with the top Holstein bull calves, 70 to 135. Your Holstein heifer calves, 10 to 50, and the beef calves, 150 to 260. Just a reminder, this Thursday, February 3rd, will be our next dairy feeder sale with dairy starting at noon followed by feeders at 1230. Thank you. This has been Scott Herman with your Sparta Equity Market Report for Monday, January 31st.
1: Hey, Jerry, can you hear me now?
9: Yeah, I can hear you real good.
1: All right, we are on. Apparently, I did the wrong slide. You know, that happens.
4: Oh, good morning, Jill. And, well, that happens, you know, and it's, uh, well, you know, get all the bugs out. It's it's the first of the, of the month, so, you know, you got to start, ooh, you know,
1: yeah, over. It yeah, it happens.
4: Yep, it does. So. <laughs> all
1: right, so equity, or let's hear from Equity of Stratford and Jerry Fitzgerald.
4: We'll do that, Jill. Thank you very much, and a very good morning to everyone. From yesterday, Monday here at Equity Stratford, as we closed out January on a very strong note on the cow market. Demand in the cows, especially the higher yielding cows, higher yielding Holstein cows, in yesterday's auction were selling from 66 to 72 and a half. Uh, most of the cows uh, yesterday, are, the average cows, are selling between 50 and 65. Nice increase on in the cow market. Uh, very few cows selling below the 50 dollar money. On the bull trade yesterday, better quality bulls are selling from 78 to 90 lighter bulls below 75 a light test on the fed cattle' uh, most of our fed cattle are sold on Wednesday but uh, choice grading Holstein steers in yesterday's auction mostly from a dollar to a dollar seventeen cattle below 95 uh, calf market also a little strong on the bull calves yesterday but again uh, buyers quite selective though but you've got these good quality 95 to 130 pound bull calves five to a dollar 75 some fancy bull calves to 185. Uh, continue to be very little or no demand on these effort Kaz, 20 and below. Has again a very strong, 150 up to 305 on yesterday's sale. And uh, as we start February here at Equity Stratford, Tuesday auction this morning will start at 10 o'clock. We've got the hay sale at 10 o'clock. Again, folks, we've got a nice selection of hay for you. We do have small squares. Folks are looking for them. We've got small squares of consignment, small squares of uh, Timothy grass type hay. Also, do have a lot of round bales, four by five round bales, four by four round bales. So again, a good selection of hay. And like I said, we'll do that at ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. We'll do the uh, uh, dairy cattle auction following the dairy cattle sale. We do sell market cattle, including organic market cows, every Tuesday here in Stratford, and along with the conventional market cows. That'll be after the dairy sale. Don't forget that tomorrow, Wednesday, here in Stratford will be the uh, feeder cattle auction. Out of that feeder cattle sale, we are selling bred beef cows. Bred beef cows on the consignment list for that sale tomorrow, as long as some uh, um, uh, good quality Holstein steers along with the uh, beef cattle. So, again, that'll be tomorrow. And uh, that's about all we have for you folks this morning. Again, a lot of information on our website. You guys can check Equity Co-op, click on the Stratford page, and... uh, Jill, with that, uh, we'll turn it back to you and guess, uh, hi today, what, something? So enjoy that because uh, the bottom's going to kind of fall out for tomorrow and Thursday, then, huh?
1: Yep, that's what it looks like. Just in time mm. for Bob to be back.
4: Oh, okay. Well, uh, uh, get the, yeah, we get some, uh, when you come in tomorrow, bring, him, bring some donuts so he feels right at home, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. I'm thinking maybe All right, Jill, you
4: to enjoy get the, the place. day and uh, we'll morning
1: thank you yep have a good one up next after a few more chores we're going to be running to michelle Terine of terrine livestock
0: wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report
1: and we have michelle Terine on the line i've got my slides figured out so everything should be running the way it's supposed to this morning hey
3: good morning jill a little music waking wake, wake every up good song so it'll be the highlight of the day, right? You bet. <laughs> all right, I'll tell you all about the markets, Joe, Okay, all summing right. up the sell from Monday, summing up the sell from Monday, January thirty first, at green Livestock Market in the Slatic Market, we capped at eighty four with a consignment by Chippewa View Farms of Radisson. Eighty percent of the cows up from fifty three and above. Market cows were sixty four to seventy nine. Low yielding cows fifty three to sixty three. Thin and weak cows fifty and lower. In the Holstein steer market choice and prime, 104 to 122, selects for 101 and down. For beef type steers and heifers choice, 108 to 126, selects for 104 and lower. In the bull market, high-yielding beef types came in at 65 to 84, with the utilities at 63 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality Holstein bull cows from $95 to $160 per head. We kept at $165 with a consignment by Doug Lick of Boyd. Lighter and lower quality calves, $30 per head and down. Holstein heifer calves for 10 to $25 per head. B-C cross calves, 85 to 285 per head. In the hog market, butcher hogs were 39 to $59. Sows for 30 to $50. Ours for 18 and down. Our next sale will be tomorrow, Wednesday, February 2nd. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. For tomorrow's sale, we have a consignment of 23 hogs. If you have any questions or you need trucking, give us a call at the market. At 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at TLMSark.com. For all the Citrine Livestock, your family owned in the brain market, have a great
1: day. Thank you, Michelle. I almost forgot to turn yeah. my microphone up this time.
3: Up this time. <laughs> hey, that's okay. You have a great day. <laughs> yeah,
1: you too. And that was Michelle Turin from Turin Livestock. Well, let's jump right into our country elevator prices. Golden Plumper Arcadia is at 567. Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, and Fall Creek are all at 568 for corn. Baldwin's at 1431 for soybeans. Duran's at 1431 for soybeans. Mondovi, and Osseo are at 1431 for soybeans. With Elmwood at 1431 for soybeans and Fall Creek at 1411 for soybeans. Osseo's at 578 for corn. Stevens Points at fourteen eleven for soybeans, Elk Mounds at five seventy seven, fourteen twenty one, Sparta's at five eighty one and fourteen nineteen. Ellsworth at $555 for corn and $1410 for soybeans. Doomers and Buck Country's at $569 for corn and fourteen twenty-seven for soybeans. Wheaton Chippewa Falls locations at $575 and $1420. Connorsville's at $575 for corn and fourteen seventeen for soybeans. Our ethanol plants, Boyceville's at $6. Stanley's at $592, New Richmond's at $586. And our Chicago Board of Trade Corn Marches at five six six twenty six up two cents. Oats, six ninety one, up down four cents. Soybeans are at fourteen ninety with no change from yesterday. Soybean meals at four hundred twenty dollars hundred four hundred twenty dollars a ton up one. Wheats at seven seventy nine down two. And our dairy products barrels are at one hundred seventy eight, up three and three quarters. Our forty pound blocks are at 183 up four, and our grade AA butters at 254 with no change from yesterday. Our class three milk, February is at 2035, up 16 cents. March, 2181, up 43 cents. And April, 2085, up 35 cents, and it's trending upward. And one last look at our Skywarn 13 weather. Today, our high is 34 with a low of one with a scatter- chance of scattered snow showers. Tomorrow, the bottom drops out, and we only get up to 8, 11 degrees with a low of negative 8 and partly cloudy. Thursday, our high is only 8 with a low of negative negative or 9 below, and it's sunny. But then we're going to try to crawl back out. Friday, we're going to be a little bit better at 15, and Saturday, Sunday, it looks like we're going to be in the 20s. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Mark Wart Motors Let them do the cleaning for you. Markwart Motors has an auto detailing package, $189.95 for an interior and exterior detail. That is a $250 value or an interior or exterior detail for $99.95. Call or book your appointment at markwartmotors.com. And there with our few bumps in a row, we made it through the farm show. And that's what I've got for you. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other.